0: Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in on this episode. Uh, it's your host, Josh, speaking once again. And today I'm excited to introduce you all to a guest that some of you may have met uh, if you spent a lot of times with the Katinas, or you may not have, but this is a guy who has been around our family now for... Man, I think it's been two-ish yeah, years, maybe and half, two and a half years. Wow, so time flies. So he's uh, literally lived with Katinas, and he does a lot of work behind the scenes for us, um, for my uncles and my dad specifically, and really has become just a part of our family over the years. So I'd like to welcome our guest today, Mr. Daniel Thompson. Thanks for being here, man.
1: Dude, thanks for, thanks for having me, Josh.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, so, yeah, yeah. excited to sit down and... And talk with the man himself. Uh, I just want to give you a chance. I do this with all of my guests to uh, introduce yourself and uh, just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. And yeah, just share that real quick.
1: Yeah. Um, thanks again for uh, having me, Josh. I'm my name is Daniel Thompson. I'm from Southern California, pretty much born and raised there. Um, I've lived kind of all over the country. I don't know if you knew this, but I lived in I lived here for two years. And then moved to Alaska for two years, right before high school. Um, but all four years of high school, I was a football, basketball guy. Um, played in college a year, hurt my knee, had to give up the dream, so to speak, of, of you know, doing something with that career. Um, but that actually all led to, in a lot of ways, exactly what I wanted to do, which is what I'm doing now, working with Love Squared um, and just being a part of uh, of the lives of the next generation of, of great people.
0: Awesome, man. So, uh, yeah, I knew that I knew a little bit about your background and we've actually, we had met each other years, like when we were like 10, yeah. maybe yep. in that age, were you living here at the time or? Yes.
1: Uh, honestly, the only time I remember is, is Halloween. We came over to your parents' house for Halloween. Okay. And it was so exciting because your parents' neighborhood had, like, the big candy bars. But, yeah, we lived in Spring Hill.
0: Okay, yes. And how long were you guys here at that point?
1: I think we were here for, like, a year and a half before we left.
0: And then you moved back to California? Moved from here to Alaska. Okay, Alaska. So I've been to Alaska twice uh, in the summer. What part of Alaska were you in?
1: Uh, South Anchorage.
0: Okay, so southern alaska yeah 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 yeah. so i i went in the summer like i think it was june or july months and that's the time of year where the sun really doesn't go down do you ever get used to that yeah it's
1: weird that's such a question that's a question i get from everyone when i bring that up and honestly the most Obvious thing. I mean, just shut the blinds. Yeah. Um, I think you get like... We got like four hours of darkness. Okay. So it wasn't complete light, um, but it was only four hours. Yeah.
0: So so I've been to Anchorage and then kind of all over southern Alaska. And then one time I was on a trip and we went up to Barrow. Oh, which yeah. Which is like... That's like north Alaska, north, Alaska, Like inside yeah. the Arctic Circle, yep. Alaska. And they really don't get like yeah. any darkness. Yeah. But then I understand in the winter... It's the opposite. It's the opposite, yeah. Do you have a preference to, like, night... Like, what is it, 20 hours of darkness or 20 hours of daylight?
1: I I don't... You know, I never thought about that. But I think my preference, because I was inside all the time, uh, would just be more light than dark. Yeah. Um, It would suck to be inside and inside, like, a gym and then go outside and it's just dark all the time.
0: Well, it's it's like a really psychologically confusing thing if you've if you've never experienced it yeah. here's one question i i'd love to ask alaskans is <laughs> have you ever seen the northern lights no you know, i
1: unfortunately no i have never been able do to
0: they get they that. get them in anchorage right i think some parts some parts. like
1: anchorage is like a big city okay like,
0: so it's the light pollution probably yeah with like
1: it. i was closer to the center so that's probably okay. why i never saw it honestly yeah
0: i've always wanted to see the Northern Lights, and hopefully before. I, Before I kick the bucket, I get the chance. (laughs) Well, um, thanks for introducing yourself. Uh, We'll get into a a little bit what you talked about with sports and then Love Squared, but um, you've not listened to any of the episodes yet, have you? I have not. So you're like my friend Hank who came in. You're a little bit blind. So I have three questions that I ask uh, my guests, and the first two are really more about things that i'm interested in and then the third one is more about you um but the the whole point of the questions is that you've never heard them before mm-hmm. so you, so hopefully we get some good authentic answers yeah. here um so i'll start you off with question number one you ready yep all right so you moved here what in what year 2019? 2019, yep. Or was it 2018? No, it was 2019. Okay, you moved here 2019. It's, like
1: it's only been two years. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 2019, a single man. Yeah. And here in 2021, you're not a single man. Is that correct? That's still, absolutely correct. Still taken. So yes. it's my understanding that you met your lovely girlfriend online. <laughs> yes. So I've always been curious because I I didn't like date around a lot. I don't know if you did or anything, but... I never, uh, like, had a date with someone I met online. Yeah. And so I just wanted to ask you, like, how did you and Nicole meet? And, like, what was your first date, like, meeting someone that you just met online?
1: Yeah. You know, before I answer this, it's kind of funny because I, when I was on my way here, my first thought was, I bet he asked something about <laughs> online dating. Um, but it's honestly really nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine in high school, you know ever thinking that I'd be doing online dating. Um, it's it's just crazy. Yeah. It's, it's kind of scary at first because you hear all these things about, like, people getting catfished, <laughs> and, you know, that was my yeah. biggest worry is, like, uh, am I going to show up and meet someone who um, is nothing like what they told me they're like? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily, like, physically, but, like, because uh, you talk a little while um, before. Look, how
0: long did you... Were you talking with Nicole before you actually met her face to face? Oh, uh, I think it was like a week and a
1: half. Okay, so and who who messaged who first? Was it you or her? Okay, I don't know if I can say the app name, but you can. Okay, so yeah. I, it was on Bumble. So the way yeah. Bumble works, it's different from other apps in the way that you make a match, and the girl always messages first. Okay, I love that because oh. one, it takes the pressure off me, Yeah. and two, it makes me like feel like okay, this person wants to you know go somewhere or do something with this. So she messaged me first, and it's funny. I've never told anyone this, but um, we were talking for like a week and a half just through the app. And I think she got tired of talking through the app uh-huh. because she texted me. I have it screenshotted. She said, "So are you gonna ask for my number?" Or... <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll, can I have your number?" And, yeah. So then So we, you
0: guys hadn't been. You just only been messaging through the app up yeah, until that point. Oh, yep.
1: Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. You and go, then, Nicole.
0: Yeah. Seriously. Shout out to Nicole. Yeah. Um, but
1: uh, we met at her favorite restaurant, which is Jonathan's in Spring Hill. Okay. Right by the Target. Um, but honestly, like, I walked in the restaurant and then she texted me. She's like, hey, I saw you just look right. And I looked and I was like, okay. I, I immediately thought, you know, this this could this is probably it. <laughs> this is probably her. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I skipped your question earlier. I didn't date around a lot. Yeah. Uh, never been one to go out, so to speak, and just meet new people. Mm-hmm. I'm a very stay at home guy. So, yeah.
0: Well yeah. so am I. I. I was curious just because and you know, I've not had like a lot of serious relationships, but any of the girls that I have dated in the past have been girls that like we were just friends first, and yeah. like, and then it kind of developed into something right. else. So, I, I, I'll probably, I will never experience <laughs> what it's like yeah. to, to meet someone online and and get to know them that way, and then kind of meet them for the first time, as a date. I don't yeah. know. So, I have, I give a lot of, props to people who who do that and yes. have the courage to do that. Um,
1: it's kind of like. Um it's kind of like asking for something for Christmas mm-hmm. and then like you don't know that you're actually getting it until you open it and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is exactly what I <laughs> wanted type of thing. Like, well, that's how it was for me. Yeah. Maybe most people aren't I so think lucky. Nicole probably felt like that. Yeah, too. hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys did, have been yeah.
0: together for how long now? Uh, A year and one month. Wow. So, yep. shouts out to Bumble. Yeah. Dude, uh, seriously. I actually read something recently that the... F- founder of bumble have you heard this Mm -hmm. too yep you share it because i might butcher it because i just read the headline okay so the wait, i may butcher this too
1: but (laughs) from what i remember the founder of bumble um was actually i think one of the founders of tinder as well and she um basically she was using her own app and having trouble with the messages yeah. that she was getting and people giving, guys specifically sending her like very it's like harassment yeah her. Harassment, yeah. So she set it up um, and I think she kind of got bought out of the company yeah. so she lost kind of a, an ownership part. Uh, so she started a new app where it was more, where I think she, she said like she wanted to feel uh, people, women to feel more safe mm. doing something like that um, to where, you know, nothing would happen
0: unless she reached out to uh, they reached out to the guys. Yeah. Yeah. And she's been pretty successful. I'm pretty sure. I I don't, I'm not on the dating apps, but I know (laughs) Bumble is one of the more popular ones. Um, but yeah, so that's question number one. Question number two, I think you'll like, uh, I know that you're a big fan of football. You said Mm -hmm. you played football growing up and that was one of your dreams as a kid. Um, what position did you play in football?
1: Uh, in high school, I played mainly quarterback and safety Uh, I started in Tennessee, and I I started at uh, left tackle.
0: Okay, so somehow you moved up to quarterback. Somehow.
1: My first year, I played left tackle. My second year, I played at Heritage, and I somehow got moved to running back. Oh, wow. My second year of football, which was so much fun. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, so so the question I have about that is, because I knew you had played a little bit quarterback (laughs) at, at one point. My question is, in your opinion, 20 years from now, Mm -hmm. Who are we going to be saying is the greatest quarterback of all time?
1: That is, I may always say Brady, Mm -hmm. but uh, I want to say Trevor Lawrence, but I don't think, I think honestly my, my, my thought would be Russell Wilson. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I think uh, in, in somewhere between 15 and 20 years, I think it'll be more appreciated for, his like size and how accurate he is, mm-hmm. and because he was really one of the first ones to start the trend. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there were other quarterbacks who were smaller, yeah, more mobile and um, accurate, but he's like the name that everybody thinks of, and I think he's kind of been the game changer. So,
0: so Russ, yeah,
1: Russ. I'm, Russ, one of I'm Russ.
0: surprised. So I was thinking, obviously Brady is yeah. always in the conversation. I was wondering if you were gonna say Pat Mahomes.
1: Uh, I want to, but I, honestly, a part of the reason, I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's great. He's just got so many more weapons mm. on his team. Um,
0: I could make it harder, but
1: I think in a lot of ways makes it a little
0: easier for him. So how many Brady has? Is it seven or six? Six. Six. Six rings for Brady. Yep. No, dude. I think he has seven.
1: Is it seven? Uh, wait, I'm pretty sure it's six. Look,
0: yeah, look, pull that up, Jamie. for the let's see how many how many rings does tom brady have oh you're right wait no 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 No, he has seven seven. wow seven time champion see so we're losing track. yeah so he has seven russell has one yeah I don't think he's catching Brady. No, no. no.
1: I, I was thinking outside of Brady, like, I think just the next generation. Like, okay. the way we think, like, I mean, we know we think Brady is better than Montana, yeah. and older people probably think, like, hey, no, Montana was well, different. T-
0: to be honest, I get flack from my cousins a lot because I'm probably the one that pushes back against, oh, Brady's the greatest the really? whole time. <laughs> I, I won't get too into it, but there's some things about his career that. You know, after after the 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 ring in Tampa, I have to I have to give yeah. props where props are due. But um, I was not. I, I'm just a Brady hater, yeah. honestly, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm being real. But Dude, that's okay. okay. Yeah, I so I honestly think in 20 years, if it's not Tom Brady, still, mm-hmm. I think the guy who has the best shot right now is Patrick Mahomes, personally, yeah. just because he already has one ring. Um, he's very young, right he's got talent that you don't see. Maybe like we generic, maybe have yeah. never seen it before. I don't know about that, but yeah, I think like at the end of the day, when it comes to championships, if he, if Pat Mahomes gets six or seven or whatever it is, I don't think people are going to say, well, yeah, but he had all of these yeah. receivers to throw it to. They're just gonna say, yeah, Patrick Mahomes had seven rings, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. What, um, so I never played quarterback. I played football growing up. I don't think I was as good as you were, but. Um, I've heard otherwise. I, I always want, <laughs> I w- I want to ask you as a quarterback, what do you think is like the hardest part of the position that people don't understand? Because people love like watching football and being like, oh, I could have made that throw or yeah. I could have. He's wide open. How did he not see that? Yeah. But as a quarterback, what's, what's the most difficult part of the position? Uh, for me, it's
1: you have to understand that you, the quarterbacks in the NFL are more so reading leverage than they are space. Mm-hmm. And I say that meaning when we watch the game, they're not seeing the same thing we're seeing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're they're seeing it from a different angle. We're seeing, oh, dude, that guy's five. That receiver is five feet in front of the DB, yeah. but he's seeing like they look right next to each other from thirty yards back and yeah. trying to f- fit a ball in there. Um, so, yeah, I think just, like, seeing the leverage uh, is, is probably the hardest thing for quarterback... For yeah. me. Yeah. And I think when you're talking about
0: NFL quarterbacks, like, all of them physically have, like, the ability... Like, they have elite ability, so it's really the yeah. the mental aspect of the game that sets, like, the yeah. greats apart. And right. So, yeah. All right. Well, I love talking football with people who, <laughs> who love football. I don't get to do it a lot, just because I'm more of a basketball guy now, yeah, yeah. but... Um, Football was like my first love, so. Yeah. All right, man, so good first couple questions. Um, and now for your third question, and this question is really what this podcast is all about. And it's an open-ended question, so you can answer it however you want to. Um, and it's simply this, what's going on at home?
1: Um, a lot and, and not a lot at the same time. Um, I work for Love Squared. Um, the nonprofit, um, you know, we talk about, we meet with guys from the next, from the upcoming generation, high schoolers specifically, to talk about Jesus, talk about leadership and how both can apply to their lives. Um, and I meet with uh, two different groups, one on Monday and one on Thursday. And then also I help uh, Eli, who's Josh's brother, who I think you've had on yeah. this. Um, with his lawn lawn care business, and that's one day, and we do thirty yards, um, and then two days a week I also sub, which I start started doing substitute for just around Williamson County. Substitute teaching. Teaching, yeah. yeah. So there's like, I think when I write it out, it wouldn't seem like a lot, but when you think about like the amount of hours that of what I'm doing, it's like it's like a lot. Yeah. But outside of like work, when I'm home video games yes (laughs) that's 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 all i can think of that i do video games youtube videos um football when it's on fantasy leagues that i'm not too proud of my (laughs) results in recently but yeah
0: so yeah so you talked about a lot there i'll try and touch on all of them you uh you mentioned love squared Mm -hmm. can you just share what that is for people who may not know what it is what is love squared
1: yeah love squared is a it's an outreach to the next generation um I'll say this upcoming generation, uh, showing them what it means and teaching them what it means to love God and love people and lead. Well, um, the le- name love score, actually comes from two of those things, uh, love God, love people and what we do, uh, man, it's crazy. Cause what we do in school. when I think about when I was in high school, um, it's something I wish I had, mm. you know, you just see this group of, of young guys, young leaders in a room, um, Eating, talking together, and um, opening the Bible is the craziest thing, mm-hmm. and talking about Jesus and how what he, the leadership qualities and the things he he did as a leader, uh, how we can use it in our lives, and um, you know the the one of the biggest things to me is just how you you really never expect someone younger than you to sh- to show you something new to mm. teach you something new and every week that i meet with these guys it's i'm like so cur- like i shouldn't be shocked at this point but i'm shocked that wow I and mean, i'm still learning yeah. things about what they're going not only what they're going through but like the way they think mm. it's just crazy you
0: know? yeah so what year did you graduate high school 2014 okay so we're the same we're class of 2014 mm-hmm. i just realized this the other day it's been seven years since we were in high school. So I think uh, Love Squared was like... Like Love Squared, the idea was just kind of being born when I was like in high school. Mm -hmm. Maybe a senior in high school is when I first started like really hearing people say that. I don't know when it was like officially a thing, but um, I do remember when Love Squared and like my dad and my uncle started talking about it. They were talking about reaching out to kids who were like my peers. And now... Uh, seven years later, I, I think I can officially say, like, the people that Love Squared is touching now are not my peers. Right, right. So it, it's weird to think about, like, this next generation of high school kids are like, yes, there are certain things that everyone in high school faces, mm-hmm. but I think that they're probably experiencing life a little bit differently than Absolutely. than how I experienced when I was in their shoes. Um, and you're, probably closer to that than I am, just because you spend time with with kids, like, Mm. in that age group every day, what would you say is, like, um, maybe a new challenge that you're seeing kids struggle with that maybe you didn't think was as prominent when we were back in high school, if anything?
1: I'd say two things uh, pop up. The first being social media, uh, mainly because I think when we were in high school, it, it was at the like the tip of the iceberg of what social media really could have been, yeah.
0: Everyone was like, I, I everyone had social media yeah. when I was in high school, but everyone was like figuring out how to use it back yeah, then, yeah,
1: exactly. Instagram was like crazy with filters yeah. and things like that. I mean, it still is, but um, there's social media, and then the other thing is, there's just so many more distractions now, mm. and so many more opportunities to just be distracted. Mm. Um, we when we talk about COVID, I mean, when we think about COVID. You know, they have to learn a different way now. You know, every single kid there has laptops, um, and the school district has laptops provided from the school district, and which creates the opportunity for them to learn at home. And I don't know about you, but learning at home is not an easy thing yeah. to do. If if I
0: if I was just handed a laptop when I was in high school, I don't know how much learning. I've exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly. And so I've I've been substituting some classes, and you know. Um, I see kids, some kids doing the work, like good for them, but some kids just on YouTube or on playing games on the, on the school website. So I think just the opportunity for, to be distracted is crazily increased.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. I honestly see that in my own life too, like, cause I work from home Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm a good worker. Yeah. If my, anyone who works with me is listening, I'm a good worker, <laughs> but the, like, there are just more distractions when I'm yeah. at home than when I was working in an office. So, uh, I'm sure it, it's no different for students. Yep. So you're a substitute, your substitute teaching now. Um, you actually just told me you subbed at the high school that I went to. Yep. It's just down sure. the street from my apartment. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So you were telling me that, uh, I graduated from Centennial High School in Franklin, Tennessee, and um, you were s- substituting for an art class. Yes, and the my old art teacher uh, from when I was in high school was was right. there today. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, um, I heard that. Have you heard that Centennial hired a new uh, principal?
1: Uh, how? No, I haven't. I
0: think the news came out like yesterday.
1: I didn't even know that the other one left.
0: I don't know either. I I don't know much. All I know is that they just hired uh, Kevin Dyson.
1: No way. He was at Grassland.
0: I think he's been at a few schools here in Williamson County. He was at Independence at one point. Okay and but now he's going to be the principal at Ooh, that's awesome uh centennial do you have any interaction with like principals when you go into sub? not principals just like the administrators okay and the other teachers yeah. yeah yeah well for those in the williamson county community I'm excited to have a new principal and i don't know anything about the old principal i'm sure they were great too <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah kevin dyson's going to be running the show at centennial so i'm excited to See uh, what direction he takes the school in. Um, so you mentioned earlier that uh, your life was kind of on one path mm-hmm. with with football and um, and then I understand you you had kind of had an injury which yep. ended that that career and um, but then you kind of I know this just from kind of being around, but you made a really big step um, coming here. Mm-hmm and you weren't even working for love Squared when you first came you were right. just an intern right? right right so could you talk to me a little bit just about you know that de- decision making process and maybe some of the doubts or um just obstacles that you had when when making a decision as as a young man at that point that was a really big decision for you
1: yeah yeah absolutely um i moved from California, actually it was the end of July, the beginning of August of two thousand nineteen and um i i the real reason I moved was because I just felt like there was nothing going on for me in California. um I had just gotten out of a relationship that went on that I was in from high school. It mm-hmm. was like at that time six years seven years, eight years, or something like that um it was a long relationship, so. You know a part of me was just like wanting to leave the area that I was in and you know for anyone who knows the feeling of like you know being heartbroken yeah. at that age it's just like you just feel like you need to do something with yeah. your life and um, my parents had just moved to Ohio um, that same month and so I was actually driving with my sister one of my sisters um, and she's gonna she was gonna live here and I was gonna keep, go on to Ohio. but I got here, hung out with my uncle Jake uh, for a little while and we went to top golf with Uncle Jesse in Boston mm-hmm. and uh, one of Boston's friends and that's where I heard about um, this pro this program, this uh, business love squared, the nonprofit and something about The way he, Uncle Jesse presented it to me, like he was just so excited about it. And he, uh, he told me, he was like, dude, I think you're like a perfect person for like, you're exactly what we're looking for. And keep in mind, like I had no clue what he was talking about. He, uh, like I had no clue in the sense of like the whole picture. I knew it was an internship. I knew it was a nonprofit. I knew um, actually that was about it. And that, <laughs> you know, Eli, Eli was, runs it and it, it's like a part of what your family started.
0: Yeah. Well, one quick thing. It's, it's funny. Cause so you're my age, you're mm-hmm. 24, 25. 25 yep. Yeah. So you're 25. Like you said, my brother, Eli was running left squared at that point. Mm-hmm. And Eli's like three, four years yeah. younger than us. Yeah. So I, go no, yeah. Ahead and you can continue, <laughs> but I would like to, there is a dynamic there yeah. that needs to be pointed out. Um, no, that's good.
1: I, that, i I will kind of talk about that a little bit, but um, yeah, so, man, I jumped at the opportunity because honestly, um what it was about was what i was what I've always been about from a young age. My dad was coaching a high school basketball team before we left California. I was probably like seven, and I was always around high school kids all the time, and I was that kid, the coach's son I was like, oh. Yeah, come over here, Daniel. Come like, come play, come shoot around with us. And so, uh in my like, I think from that point, like, my heart was set on working with this group of kids who is about to take off to a totally different step. And um so, when when I heard about, you know, hey, it's like specifically geared towards high school kids, I knew like, oh, okay, I I know this is what I want to do um but the thing that like really really caught my attention was i think i spoke on it a little earlier uh the first small group gathering i went to um there's about 10 guys all football players which is cool um all football players just gathered around eating talking you know i never felt like i was an outsider i felt welcome as soon as i walked in and um these guys man sat around in a circle uh talking, opened up the Bible, still crazy to me to this day, uh, high school guys, for some reason, specifically football players, mm. at that point, I was thinking, man, what is going on? Yeah. You know? It wasn't just a bunch
0: of meatheads. It wasn't just a yeah. bunch of
1: meatheads, exactly. And I, and I think of how I was in high school as a football player, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to talk about Love Square. Like, I don't want to do anything that has yeah. to do with the word love in it. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm hardcore yeah. type of thing, but... Um, it was just crazy because the the like wisdom they showed at that age for me i was like man this is what i've been missing and um right when i thought that i was like since i like missed this at that age i want to be someone who provides this mm-hmm. for those eight that age group mm-hmm. like and that's what that's when i was like um i was already like a week into the internship but that's when i was like man i'm, I'm all in no matter what this takes, I will be a part of this oh.
0: until it until we're done. Yeah, well, you've definitely gone all in. So yeah. you went from being an intern to now you're full time uh, staff member. Part, yeah, part time. Yeah. Oh, what's your like? What's your title, like official title, so I can start referring to you the right way? Oh it's, no, it's just uh, it's staff member. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just all right. Cool. So, Love Squared staff member. Um, you talked about. Uh, being around football players, this is kind of a fine question. I've asked this to people before, uh, not on the show, but you've been around enough football players to have like an educated opinion on this. So, my question for you is uh, sometime in the maybe near or maybe distant future, you might have a daughter mm. um, who comes home and says she likes a football player. Yeah. What position do you hope that oh, he's playing?
1: Okay, what position do I hope my daughter Yeah, what dates? what
0: position on the football team would you want your daughter to date? Because I have a, a pretty yeah. definitive answer on this.
1: Left tackle, <laughs> or there's three. Left tackle, a defensive end, or a running back. Okay, I can, so I, well tell me why. Okay, those are the three I, I most associate with physical toughness. Okay. Um and those are the three that, in my experience, have always been like really good guys, uh-huh. really cool guys, nice, um, mean on the field, nice nice off the field yeah. type of thing.
0: Yeah. So I would go offensive lineman, offensive lineman, <laughs> <Yeah>. offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. I, I would only want her to date an offensive lineman. And the, and the reason is, uh, I just think that, like you said, one there, you can't be like, Weak yep. or soft yep. and, and play on the offensive line. Um, but also, like, those are the guys who they do, a, like, all of the dirty work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't be a diva if you're an alignment yep. lineman because yep. no one ever knows That's your true. name. You're never on the highlight tape. That's true. But you're still a part of the team. And uh, in my opinion, one of the most important very, parts of the team. Very, important. important. Yeah. Yep. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. I don't yeah. know if you saw the yeah. Chiefs <laughs> just uh, – they just traded for – the lineman, the yeah. uh, from Orlando the Ravens, Brown, yeah, Brown. Orlando yeah. Brown, yeah. Um, I saw that, yeah, left tackle, by yeah. the way. So, um, but yeah, I would, if if my daughter were dated a football player, I would really help he yeah. put on the offensive line. No offense to anyone else, no, but, no, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, I play quarterback, I, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. want my daughter playing dating a quarterback, yeah, to be me honest. neither.
0: Yeah. Um, so. um, yeah, that was just like my last football question for yeah. you today. Uh, what video games do you play?
1: uh madden and apex legends are the main ones i tried call of duty i for some reason can just never get better at call of duty
0: um so apex is a battle royale mm-hmm. game yep um you played fortnite right no i tried you it. never played i i have played it. i have okay. played it before but well not, like- i know that fortnite today Honestly, I'm not in like the video game scene mm-hmm. as like hardly at all anymore. I was really into it like in college. Like yeah. I played a lot, a lot. And I, uh, I spent probably my last two years of college playing a lot of Fortnite. And so, but anyways, I don't know what, what the perception of Fortnite is today, but I do think that. Every video gamer in the world owes a big thank you to Fortnite 100%. because it changed like the way we play video games forever and the fact that one it was free. Yep. Now like Apex is free. Yeah. Yep. Free video games yep. was like never a thing until right. it was free and then eventually it wasn't like this always but eventually it became a cross-platform mm-hmm. game which I wish I had that when I was yeah. in middle school <laughs> yeah. or high school or whatever but so you can play with all of your friends, no mm-hmm. matter what system they have, um, and then it also brought us. Maybe I'm ju- I just wasn't into video games enough, but um, it wasn't until Fortnite that I ever heard of like video game streamers. Oh yeah. Were you watch, Did you ever watch like Twitch streamers before no, Fortnite? No, not at all. But do you ever, do you watch good, them at all now? Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I think it's amazing. This just goes to show. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I'll edit this out. <laughs> um, this just goes to show like there's this old uh, uh story that Kobe Bryant used to tell about how if you. If you're doing what you love mm. people will will gravitate yep. to it and yep. what Fortnite did was it showed it gave uh people who play video games an opportunity to like stream live them playing their video games and now like i'm not kidding like hundreds of thousands of like millions of people watch streamers yep. every day yep People just playing video games and talking. And it's it's really fun to watch if you've ever yeah. watched it before. It sounds crazy, but, like, I to me what that says is that um, if you have something in your life that you really love, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, like, yeah. it can be something that, like video games, that people think has no uh, real-world value, yeah. Yeah. like, you can make something out of that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's amazing that... Um, And I guess I'll just take this time to encourage people, whatever it is that you love, even if people say, yeah, that's cool, but that's not going to get you a job or that's not going to get you anywhere. Hey, if you love it enough and you invest into it, people will be drawn to it. But um, Yeah. yeah, so video games, what else did you say was going on at home?
1: Um... Oh, YouTube videos, which actually goes hand-in-hand hand with the video games. because that's What kind of
0: YouTube videos do you watch? Gaming videos. Uh, uh, I went
1: to school, college with a kid who just joined FaZe oh, wow. uh, not too long ago. Or actually, it was like a year ago. So I watch his like... For
0: those... Like, explain what FaZe is to oh, people uh, who uh, might yeah, not so know.
1: My knowledge... FaZe is like a big YouTube uh, group. It's like... If you if you think in like music terms, it's like a band, yeah. Basically, or it's
0: almost like a record label. Yeah, a record
1: yeah. label. There you go. That's a better way to say. it. And you know, they take like um, there's other record label type um, gaming groups in that industry, but they you know they each get some really really good uh, gamers at in in a bunch of different games. Yeah. So.
0: And they and they like they've even extended into like influencers too. Yeah. Like, I know Juju Smith Schuster is a mm-hmm. part of Phase. Oh, uh, LeBron's son, Bronny, is a part oh, of Phase. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's actually pretty good at video games too. It's crazy.
0: Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about LeBron. Okay. Um So
1: real quick, uh, I tried to get his Air Max. Uh, his Air Max shoes—the purple and yellow ones—on the sneakers app. Uh-huh. As soon as I clicked it, sold out. Dude, it was, so you're a sneakerhead. I'm. Like, st- I
0: just started getting into it. Yeah. So yeah. I talked to Uncle Jesse a little bit about this. He's a part of the reason over. why yeah. I started getting. I'm into not it. really into like you know way more about sneakers than I do. Explain to people why like, like why is sneakers something that people get really into? Um, you know.
1: I've never been into shoes, sneakers at all. Like growing up, I was, I had like two pairs of shoes that I always wore and three pairs that I never touched, Mm. but I think a lot of it has to do with just, um, there's so many different sneakers that, that could fit your like vibe, Mm. you know what I mean? And I think once you kind of find one that attracts you, you start seeing a bun. then you start like, you just. It's like seeing a car that you own. Like you uh, never see the car on the street yeah. until you drive that car and you yeah. own it, and then you start seeing the same car. Yeah, it's it's like that type of deal. But the attraction um, to a lot of people is the limited drops. Honestly, okay. there's like a hundred pairs that drop this day, and there's never ever going to be uh, so, more made.
0: So yeah, so I remember when Kobe was uh, playing his final game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they released like the shoes that he was actually wearing nike did yep and i was so ignorant to the way the sneaker world worked Mm -hmm. that i was just like oh yeah i'm gonna get those (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) at some point in my life. well the day of when they came out like i don't know maybe it was an hour or so into it i was like oh Mm -hmm. i I think those sneakers are out now i'm gonna order them and I had no chance. Like, they're, these have been All right, sold out. Yeah. I think they were sold out in minutes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that is a weird thing. But going back to LeBron, so, okay. and you were talking about Bronny. Uh, is Bronny, a, he's going to be a sophomore or? Either,
1: I'm not sure. I believe sophomore. I'm pretty sure he, he just finished. Yeah, he just finished his freshman year.
0: Yeah, so he's still got a few years yeah. left. I don't even know if he's, like how good he really is he's pretty good he is so let's just say lebron james brownie is gonna be an nba player Mm -hmm. one day uh do you think it's possible that his dad would would still be in the league when he comes in
1: so in like five years Yeah. yeah yes yeah so
0: he would be 41
1: yeah i don't think he'll be playing the same yeah but he'll be in the league he'll probably still get a lot of minutes
0: too what do you think that would be like to see a father-son duo on an nba court that would probably be the dopest thing i've ever seen in a basketball game what would you rather see would you rather see lebron and his son be teammates or lebron and his son Hmm. playing off facing off against each other I think i think i'd rather see them be teammates
1: yeah i think lebron is like a ha like to me he's like a have fun type of guy you know like it's business but it's fun yeah and i think there'd be nothing more fun to, to, than to play like play with your dad or yeah. to play with your son on the court
0: dude i think i'm the opposite i think yeah. i'd rather see them play against each other yeah. also like just i'm just thinking about brownie like if i'm him i get drafted into the nba and like the team captain is my dad yeah i, I don't know that's kind of like a weird like because yeah. like your dad you're already your name is lebron james right, jr you're, right. you're already like in the shadow of your dad yeah. and th- all the pressure that comes yeah. with that and now he's like calling the plays yeah, and yeah. <laughs> i don't know I, th- I think it would be an awesome thing to see like them going one on one in a game, yeah. and I don't know. I have I, the no thing idea. is I don't
1: know if they play the same position is the main thing. Well, like, Brown you plays know? whatever position oh, that's he true. wants. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I wonder p- what
0: position is Brownie. Like a point guard? or He's like a. I I believe he
1: plays like a. He's like a wing player. Oh, okay. His role this year, from what the like games I saw, was a like three and D, basically a three and D guy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But he was also one of the younger guys on their team. Or the, yeah. the youngest guys He's on the team that played dude, a lot. I can't
0: imagine like the pressure of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my dad being arguably the greatest yeah. player of all time. And every game you and he
1: played on a good team. Yeah. So every game he was at, he played in was packed. I get I bet a bunch of people were overrated. Yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah. dude.
0: I know how we were yeah. in high school <laughs> to like kids who were like kind of good yeah, yeah i can't imagine i never. we never had lebron james son <laughs> playing against yeah. us so that's crazy well dude i think uh it's been really good having you i think we'll dude, wrap um, it up here yeah. um i'll give you a chance i do this with everyone if there's anything at all you want to share with the listeners go for it now uh no
1: man i i don't think yeah i don't i don't think there's anything <laughs> yeah. is there anything i mean hey, that's fine yeah. too sometimes yeah.
0: there's nothing Dude, silence is golden. Dude, go Lakers. Brady's the goat. I think that's about it. (laughs) All right, man. Well, thanks again for coming in. For those of you listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.